Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Coming Up In My Sneakers. Today we have Adrian Arneri, who is a fashion designer, and he's best known for his uh, Golden Globe dress during the Me Too Golden Globes. So I cannot wait to get into that story. Uh, But first I want to welcome you, Adrian. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. And uh, you have so much I want to talk to you about, but let's jump right into it. And I want to know first and foremost, um, where were you born? Uh, I was born in Mississauga, so Canadian. So GTA boy, born and raised. Amazing. And uh, did you uh, have like a big family? Do you have siblings? Um, I have one younger sister. She's two years younger than me. She's like my best friend. Oh, nice. Um, But not really a big family. Surprisingly, um, half of my background is Italian, and the other half is Polish and Slovenian. Oh, nice. Um, But the Italian side is small. Polish side is very small. So... Just a very small, very tight-knit family. That's awesome. uh, Quality over quantity. Exactly. (laughs) And growing... uh, Like, so you grew up in Mississauga, too? Yeah. Uh, Elementary and high school there? Yeah, and I'm still there now. Oh, and you're still... Nice! (laughs) That's excellent. And uh, so, like, how... What type of kid were you in elementary school? Were you athletic? Were you artsy? I definitely was not athletic. (laughs) (laughs) Very artsy. um, Always into being into the school choir or school plays. Um, and if there wasn't a school play, I was making one up on, um, I guess, the recess playground. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so were you kind of like born like singing and dancing and like all that stuff? Or did you find that you wanted to get into it as you got went through school? Um, I don't know how. I guess through film and and just music, I was like, oh, this seems like something I want um, to pursue or try out. So I did acro when I was younger, dance Ooh, classes, and I didn't, I mean, pursue it, but I can still dance nice. on the dance floor for a white boy. I think I'm pretty good. And that's always helpful. <laughs> that it's yeah, always it is. <laughs> um, and yeah, just being artsy, painting, I mean, nothing serious. Um, nice. It's gotten serious over the years when it comes to fashion design. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just growing up, just having fun, trying a whole bunch of things. I did do quite a few sports just to test it out growing up. Nice. Um, but if it didn't like stick, me. then I wasn't going to pursue it. Yeah, good. That's an awesome outlook because I think yeah. some people feel that they're like pressured to do certain things or whatever. And oh, yeah. but then it's like, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then uh, how are you in high school? Like um, what type of, I guess, kid like similar arts and stuff? Were you involved in like the choir and stuff? And Still very artsy. Um, I think I did choir first year of high school and then I realized it wasn't a cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I don't know, just life got really complicated in high school, and uh, I chose not to participate in that anymore. Yeah. But oh, art that's... class was, like, my, my main outlet. Oh, nice. Um, sculpture, painting, all of that stuff. Again, not necessarily the best, but it was about being creative and coming up with new ideas, and a lot of my art pieces were um, revolved around Lady Gaga. Ah. Oh. <laughs> What uh, what years were you in high school? Just so we can like sort of place your upbringing. Uh, like twenty thirteen. No, I graduated twenty thirteen or something. Um, yeah, two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine to to, 13. to thirteen. Okay, yeah, because so you're so like I'm super young. Yeah, I was gonna say like you're because even like yeah, because Lady Gaga for me, I was out of high school. Like she didn't, so I was like, okay, you're like super young, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then why? Like, why did you like Lady Gaga? Were you just like like drawn to her music? Her music was amazing. It was also the message, um, and then her visual appeal was just 
over the top for me. Of Like, I loved everything theatrical and the fact that she was wearing something that you might see more in, like, a theater production, um, just on the street to pick up a coffee or to do an interview. That was just mind-blowing to me. And I was like, oh, my God, this woman um, is so inspirational and also very creative because she's also coming up with these ideas on her own and um, incorporating her messages in her clothes. So it was just her whole visual brand and and along with the music and everything yeah now that i've asked you that i'm like that was kind of a stupid question because obviously you'd be attracted to like the obvious things about well, her but like you never know right <laughs> no you never know <laughs> i'm like as you're saying that she's I'm too like, much for um, me <laughs> yeah uh, i liked all of those things too <laughs> yeah and i think she was like the pioneer of like the lgbtq like messaging too because nobody was really singing about that at the time yeah um, i mean i think there's singers that have done it in the past but it I guess there comes a point where it kind of dies down Mm -hmm. and then it's not the trend anymore. Or I feel like it was very like under uh, the scene, like behind the scenes. Like it wasn't so like upfront and honest. Like I was born this way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is cool. Yeah. Okay. And then what, um, like, were you sort of pressured by your family at all to go to university or did you know that you wanted to go to university? I actually thought I was going to go to college. I wasn't taking academic classes throughout high school. I'm, I thought just being in the arts, it was going to be a college education and get a job and you're into the field and like a lot of hands-on work, um, which it still has turned out to be a lot of hands-on work. Mm -hmm. Um, But Ryerson was the only university that I actually applied to um, for fashion. Um, Other colleges were for either costume design or theater production. And those were my two different avenues I was going to go down. And Ryerson accepted me after... um, I guess three months of quickly learning how to sew and pattern draft. Oh no and way! You had to know that. Yeah, before. I didn't know anything. Yeah, I didn't know anything. I just knew how to sketch and I knew how to draw something really creative and like visualize and conceptualize an outfit. But when it came to construction, I had no clue. And are you talking about sketching? Like, just you can like put an idea on paper, or is there like a formal way, like way to sketch things for production? Um, I well, <laughs> I mean, just getting an idea on paper. Okay. Like, okay. I think they're like the sketches that I've done obviously have gotten better over time. Right. Um, but I think they were pretty pretty good sketches for, for what they were yeah. and where I was at at that stage. Um, but it was more just about like, again, like an art piece, this gown or whatever that I've drawn, very flowy, dramatic. Um, yeah, just for a sketch. And nice. then my idea was to maybe have someone else make it because I had no idea where to start. Right. And what what made you go for fashion being like so into sculpting and like painting and whatnot? Like how did you pick fashion? Fashion? Well, I mean, fashion is important to everyone. I don't care who you are mm-hmm. or what you do for a living. Um, doctors, you have to wear a uniform. That is some type of fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not high fashion. But I mean, everyone pays attention and everyone needs to put on a pair of something you in the morning to, to go out. In the, exactly. Um, so fashion has always been a major um, influence in my life or a big, uh, yeah, a big, um, <laughs> a big moment, even when it was like dressed down days or something at, at uh, high school, because I went to a Catholic high school, we wore a uniform. Mm. It was like, days. oh my God, what were you going to yeah. wear on these civvies days? I went too. It was like such a and thing. It was like, oh my gosh, I have to buy a whole new outfit. Not that anyone had ever seen anything else in my closet, but it was... But you've seen it. But fashion is about you feeling amazing in your clothes and you knowing something, whether other people know it or not. Whether you were all about fashion or sports or whatever, you were wearing what best represented you. And I felt like it was a great opportunity 
just to see what your peers are actually like because fashion does say a lot about you as a person. Yeah. Um, and you can be a different a different thing or different quality every single day um, depending on what you're putting on yourself. Totally. So you can change yourself just like Lady Gaga does. Yeah. She's never the same. It's so funny that you say that because I remember, like, I went to a Catholic high school too and I remember, like, Civvy's days were, like, what like you learned who your who your peers were yeah. almost because like you'd have classes with somebody but like you were like okay like you knew them for them but like then they show up in this like fire outfit and you're like oh my god like I did not know you had yeah. that in, in you or you like expect this person to like you know be a little bit more fashionable or whatever and then they like forgot that it was or like the big thing was sweatpants know. yeah and that's like <laughs> for me now I'm like I can't wear sweatpants in public I yeah, can't do it yeah it breaks the the law of my job um, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's but so I live funny. in sweatpants. I know, right? I think everybody does. Um, okay, amazing. So then you went to... So what... Um, was it fashion business, you said, or no? Uh, what was fashion, the... Well, fashion design, design. was the program okay. at Ryerson that I, I had taken. Nice. Um, and I, I started in, I guess, 2013? Nice. Uh, 2013, 2014. And graduated in 2017. Oh my uh, God, so literally two years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> We're getting to three, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And yeah, but like, I, ju- I just can't, uh, I can't believe what you've accomplished at such a young age. Like, I hear 2013, I'm like, holy shit, that was, or sorry, 2017, that was like literally, like, not, like yesterday. I know. Which is so Well, amazing. thank you for saying that. I know mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just so on the go, and you're just powering through a whole bunch of stuff that you don't really take the time to, like, sit down and... Uh, like reflect on the past and what I've accomplished so it's kind of nice to do that now and have this opportunity exactly I'm also pretty blown away sometimes (laughs) and you should be it's great um so I want to ask you during your uh four years at Ryerson were you um like when you accepted that um like program and when you started going did you say to yourself in your head like okay I want to have like my own fashion label or like what was your sort of end goal with it or did you even have one um I guess I I think I always have an end goal and and that was to be the biggest (laughs) brand or biggest name out there or create something that celebrities would be wearing and that's still sort of my goal right now um in terms of like having celebrities wear my outfits I don't need to be the biggest like there's enough room for everyone Mm -hmm. um to to have a piece of the pie or whatever um but as soon as I got accepted into Ryerson, I actually went to their th- uh, fourth year thesis graduating collection um, called Mass Exodus, which they do every year for the fourth year graduates. Oh, nice. Um, and I got to see those students graduating that year. And I was so blown away and impressed by the works they were doing. I was already figuring out what I was going to do when yes. I got to fourth year. Oh, and my I God. I literally didn't even start the program. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew the basics of how to sew, um, barely. And yeah, and... And then, you know, fast forward and I'm I started doing my own collection there for for my fourth year graduation project and which is amazing. And yeah. I, oh yeah, I wanted to ask you quickly. You said you had to like learn how to sew and stuff quickly. Was that like over the summer? So did you oh graduate from high school and then like quickly like how did you manage no. to do that? No. So we I guess they start talking about applying for university and college right as the guess, year yeah. starts for so. for grade 12 students. So I I don't know. I just went to different like open houses. And I obviously went to the Ryerson open house, had no idea how to sew, but I'm like, okay, we'll see what they need from me. And the, uh, the requirements and portfolio work was quite, um, intense for someone who didn't know anything. <laughs> uh, it was like three outfits you had to sew, show the inside finishings, um, do a photo shoot of these three outfits. Oh, wow. And then 
three different sketches, of course, a write-up, your bio, a resume, all that stuff. Um, but I ended up showing a whole bunch of my sketches. One of the, uh, the art teachers at my high school recommended that I go visit the fashion department, which was kind of dying down at my high school. Not oh, you many, had one at your high school? A very small oh one. Oh my god, that's amazing. Um, but there wasn't a lot of students that were participating, so I, right. I don't think it's there anymore, which is oh. quite unfortunate. But I ended up showing the fashion teacher at my high school, and I showed her the sketches. She obviously saw something in me or believed in me enough to take me in after school hours. So oh, wow. she really volunteered her time to me. And, and I mean, it means the world to me to know that she believed in me enough to, you know, not have to be paid yeah. up until a certain point and still be doing work for, with students. Wow, that is unbelievable. And I'm sure yeah. she's probably so proud. Like, um, hopefully she's seen oh, what you've done Oh, we still keep in touch. We go for Aww. coffee, dinner all the time. She's come to my fashion shows. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and she actually went to Ryerson as well. She graduated from fashion design too. So oh, nice. I guess her knowing that this is the path I wanted to take, she really wanted me to get into Ryerson. So it was important for her. My dad was also a graduate from Ryerson. Oh, wow. Not that I had any pressure. Um, my family is pretty easygoing when it comes to these things and it doesn't matter where you go it's kind of what you do with what you've learned and you know about expressing yourself and doing what makes you happy that's amazing so I've really been lucky to have that support yeah um, moving forward throughout my education and also my professional career nice so when did you start uh so like throughout the program did you have to like make collection like what did you like I would imagine your projects would be like constructing garments and stuff, Yeah. Right? So at Ryerson there was the daywear dress um for first year students and it was kind of getting your head around like creating something that could be marketed in in a mall or kind of a department store, nothing too crazy, just ready to wear garments. Yeah. Second year is evening wear, children's wear, um and then third year is menswear, tailoring. And then uh, fourth year, basically, whatever you've picked up and is your niche and what you want to pursue, uh, you get creative freedom and you get to do whatever you want. Nice. Um, and then there's been, like, electives along the way, um, right. like accessory making. And then there was a fur design class, which I ended up taking and Ooh. has kind of been a big part of my design story. It wasn't an avenue I would ever have suspected I would have gotten into. And, and how so? Well, I, I never thought of fur as being a material that you could be super creative with. I was like, okay, people just have fur, fur coats, coats. <laughs> and that's about it. Um, I really idolized my mom because she had a couple of fur coats, you know, back from the 80s. And uh, those were really important to her. Like, she got them as graduation presents. And obviously, fur being an expensive material and this kind of luxury product. Um, and also, like, the history of fur in Canada and the fur trade and... Um, how it's impacted this country and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I never saw past a fur coat. So when I was able to be a part of the class and learn more about the material, different techniques, um, all the environmentally friendly qualities about fur, um, then I really was open to just the different uh, different ways I could experiment with the material. So I ended up creating a fur collection for my fourth year graduation pro- oh, uh, that's project. It was like a fur evening wear, which again, very non-traditional, very elaborate and kind of performance wear-like. But I ended up creating one of the pieces was a fur gown. And there was a specific technique that I used called feathering. So you cut the fur into these little pieces, these half-inch pieces. And basically, when you sew it onto the mesh, 
uh, you're spacing it out, and it basically looks like feathers. Oh, wow. And the movement and everything. So, you know, learning all these different um, techniques and everything, you could have fun and really experiment with the fabric, and it didn't have to look like your traditional, sometimes boring (laughs) fur coat. That's amazing. So what else was in your final collection? Your Because I know you're, and for people listening, they might not know this, but I've been to your um, most recent fashion show, and I know yes. that your uh, vision and style is like very, like I, I guess the word is like eclectic, sort of out there. Yeah. Um, it's like non-traditional, I non-traditional, guess. Non-traditional, I'd say very pop culture. Yes, very, <laughs> yes, perfect. Um, so how, so just for people knowing that, like, yeah. uh, what else did you, uh, what else was in your final collection of this fur, um, sort of project? Well, the inspiration was female fashion icons. Um, there was only five looks that you could create for this thesis project. So, um, the five looks that I created was like a different woman. Uh, it first started off with the 1958, um, original Barbie doll wearing her black and white chevron swimsuit. Um, and the whole idea was what really influences women when it comes to fashion. And a lot of women look up to what other women are wearing. And what I mean by that is like celebrities and what's, I guess, trending or what's big and big epic fashion moments in the world. And those are often, um, you know, created by celebrities and their stylists. But Barbie, I feel, is the starting point for every young girl or sometimes boys. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to fashion, you're playing dress up and you're creating these different um, stories when you're playing with these Barbie dolls and mix and matching clothes. So I wanted to start off with the Barbie look and I created a black and white chevron leather bodysuit, um, like a leotard, that not a, not a swimsuit, but kind of kept with the same idea and then I created this huge fur coat that went on top kind of you'd wear it off the shoulders and it would drag on the floor Mm. um and then the other outfits were Marilyn Monroe inspired um with the fur different fur techniques that I was using and like flowy fabrics underneath um Victoria Beckham Madonna and then the final look kind of went it went from past to present so the present would be like a Jennifer Lopez, um, Kim Kardashian style outfit. So it was mesh with Swarovski crystals on the bust, nice. kind of transparent. And then you'd have this feathering technique because um, feathers are, are were a big trend at that point at like Met Galas and, you know, everyone wearing mesh and feathers and, yeah, and literally, diamonds. <laughs> literally. That's beautiful. I'm like, you just gave me such a nice, perfect, like visualize. Like, I feel like I saw it. Like I just, in my oh, head, good, I'm good, like, good, oh yeah. my God, like I pictured it exactly. <laughs> Um, so, okay. And then, so you graduate and then are you just like off to the races? Like, did, did you know how to create your collection? Did you know where to begin? No. Um, I actually, funny enough, I didn't really go the creative route right after I graduated. I knew I still wanted to produce creative things. Um, but I continued interning at the first shop that I was working at, um, downtown Toronto in, in, um, Yorkville, uh, with one of my profs. And then after that, I ended up working at Canada Goose for... Six months, not even oh, a long nice. time. <laughs> and how did that like happen? Uh, one of my friends was working at Canada Goose, and that's where a lot of Ryerson graduates end up going. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I wonder. There's why. a lot of opportunities there, Is it, yeah. um, and it's a good place to start out. Uh, but again, someone who's not very creative and does, or someone who is very creative and doesn't really design for function. It's more fashion, yeah, theatrics over function. Um, it was it was difficult, and I was doing a lot of 
uh, not necessarily the design work, but it was the mass production side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so making sure there were the right zipper pulls and getting all like the trims and everything picked out, um, tech packs. So everything behind the scenes of mass production. Okay, cool. And it was great. I think I learned what I needed to learn in the six months, but there was other opportunities coming my way, um, such as being on the Slice TV um, show Stitched, which was oh, a fashion yeah. competition show. I totally forgot that you were on that too. Yeah. And and then at the same time, everything happens right away. Um, I was contacted by Entertainment Tonight Canada after participating in the Cashmere. Sorry, I got to yeah. rewind. How, so how yeah, did that yeah, come yeah. about? Did you just like hear about Stitched and then you applied or like how did that? I got contacted by one of their producers through Instagram. Oh, wow. I don't know how she found me, but very grateful that she did. And yeah. Maybe it had something to do with the the final collection that I had shown at Ryerson. Oh, perhaps. Because um, that was kind of like my big portfolio And that piece. was obviously on your Instagram, right? Yes, Okay, yes. perfect. Um, okay, sorry, continue. Yeah, and uh, that, I think that was just an amazing opportunity. I've always loved and wanted to be on TV. I'm, I idolize anyone who's on TV. I'm like, oh my God, this must be so amazing. Um, not only to participate on the show, but to see like behind the scenes of how everything works and you know, yeah. TV world, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> yeah, totally. But such a great experience. Um, I didn't look at it as, oh, I need to win this money, this prize at the what end of the show. What was the prize? I think it was $10,000. Nice. I mean, I would have loved to have yeah. won. <laughs> I came in second. Oh, wow, that's still great. But it was, yeah, like I said, it wasn't about coming in first for me. Um, I went into it thinking this is a great opportunity for exposure. Mm-hmm. This is a great way to challenge myself and put myself under crazy time restraints and limits and see what materials I have to work with when I don't get to be so selective myself. And I ended up really impressing myself, and nice. And it was just so—it was so much fun. It wasn't stressful at all. That's good. I was gonna ask you, like, because I feel like lots of people were like, "Oh, it was so stressful," but that's great that you had that outlook. Yeah. And how, so, how long did it shoot for? Like, and because I, I didn't really get to watch too many episodes, but like, is there is it a different um, sort of competition or something each episode? Yes, and there's four different designers each episode, so it's basically like a chopped Canada or okay. something that will have new. Um, competitors each episode the episode runs for an hour um but yeah it's basically just so you get to see a variety of canadian talent which is really awesome so you don't have to follow the same person Mm -hmm. 12 weeks yeah yeah and see who the winner is everything's done right away and there's three different challenges um within the one hour okay so you get to see three different outfits from whoever makes it to the the third challenge (laughs) oh nice yeah um and who were the judges when you were on because there's been a few seasons right yeah, um, I, it's only been season one so far. Oh, okay. I'm not sure about anything else. Um, but the judges, there was Vanessa Kraft from El Canada. Oh, yeah. The editor-in-chief. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking now. Okay, there was Moshe worry. Lundstrom. Her mother know. is an amazing um, Canadian fashion designer and oh, works nice. a lot with fur and outerwear. And then there was Josie. Oh, of course. There we go. Course. I got okay. them all. <laughs> who does all of the red carpets and... yeah all those talk shows that's amazing so it was incredible to not only you know test myself but also present to these very influential important people mm-hmm. nice and only being 22 at the time yeah, yeah that's crazy and I didn't even know that um or I, I think I had heard that or something but or maybe saw on your Instagram but I wasn't I like yeah like I said you've accomplished so much at such a young age which is so Thank amazing um okay so then what happened after Stitched yeah, so at the same time as Stitched, um, I guess when it aired, 
I mean, everything's shifted time-wise. But basically, left Canada Goose, did Stitch, and then was contacted by Entertainment Tonight Canada to create a custom gown for a Golden Globe moment, which was just, I, I mean, that's still one of the highlights of Were my career like so far. shitting your pants? I was God. shitting myself, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is like my dream. This is what I've kind of wanted, to do. wanted and worked for up until that point. And for it to come to life and, you know, present itself to me, I was like, oh my God, now can I actually do this? Like, yeah. this is everything I've wanted. Can I do it now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. so much pressure. Oh, my God. Uh, but it was a success, and the whole... I mean, everything has a story. Yeah. It started off so with... So tell me... Yeah, exactly. With bring- um, this yellow dress that I had designed for Sangeeta Patel. And sorry, so you were you contacted by them, and then right away you were like, yeah, so fun, and you made this dress, or... I had participated in a whole bunch of different um, design competitions throughout Ryerson. Again, kind of same similar reason as the stitched... Um, experience was to basically again get more exposure and then test myself creativity uh, creatively with different uh, parameters and outlines and stuff so i ended up participating in the cashmere bathroom uh, tissue competition oh fun and that's when i met sangita and her stylist alicia nice and uh, we built this amazing bond together and i guess right away we hit it off and they invited me back to their their studio i got to see the whole filming space which was incredible and then present my my collection and like new sketches and everything and then basically they asked for me to create a custom gown for Sangita. Nice. So it started off with this yellow um high low mesh dress with these 3D yellow flowers, Swarovski crystals Ooh. on the bodice. Um everything was finished right away. I like to be right on time with everything and have everything done a little bit in advance. And we I arrive the day to deliver it to Sangita. We do the fitting, the final fitting. It's done. It's photographed. Um, and then they pull me aside to the uh, the next room. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we have bad news. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, shit. Like, I've worked so hard. And this dress isn't going to make it on the red carpet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, the Time's Up movement happened. And um, great opportunity to voice these, I guess, these horrible accusations and things that were happening to women in the film industry Um, and to be a part of that moment was really incredible Um, just coming out of school but I had to create a dress in black Mm -hmm. Um, which I think for any possible like listen we have a problem moment I feel like that's the best case scenario like it's nothing that like you did so she didn't like your dress it was just like we have to like stand together with everybody else I feel like that would be literally the best case scenario exactly and Alicia Sangita stylist uh looked at me and said hey we can pull another black dress from someone else and we can save this yellow dress for for another occasion I had already told everyone I was doing the yeah. Golden Globe. And you're like, no, this is my opportunity. And I'm like, no, 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 this is my moment. I can, I can totally pull through and do this. And also, I love everything, like anything with a message. Like Lady Gaga is all about spreading a message, and myself being able to create a gown without using my face, hearing my voice. You are able to understand what I stand for and who I am. So creating this gown was super important for me and also being surrounded by so many influential women and female friends growing up. It was just something I had to do. Nice. And it wasn't a a chore for me. It actually happened quite quickly and I created this black dress and we only had one fitting, which was the delivery day. (laughs) And I just had her measurements and had to whip it all up. 
And, and did it fit her? It fit her perfectly. Wow. We did the fitting, fit perfectly. We took our pictures, and then I was out, and she was out to LA. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so was it, like, at all a collaboration, or did they just say, like, make whatever you want, and then... Um, I say with anything, when you're working with a client, especially someone who's on TV, um, I like to make everyone feel just as involved in the design process, um, so they're feeling like they're making it along with me. So, yeah, I've always asked, again, like, color color scheme, what do you like, what don't you like, is there something you don't feel comfortable showing off, because I want to make someone feel super com- uh, comfortable and confident, and also you know, be proud of what I've created too and have that be like my design signature and have qualities that represent who I am. Nice. So it, it's always a collaboration. So what did it end up looking like? Well, it was obviously black. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it had this really high slit on her left leg. Um, deep V, open armholes. She has amazing arms. Sangita works out so hard. So <laughs> we had to show those off. Um, and then we had this detachable train that had the same floral fabric that I used for the yellow dress, but in black. I ended up getting it in black and added a bunch of crinoline, gave it some volume, uh, gathered it and pleated it in the back, and basically that was the detachable skirt that went off and on, and it was a nice little train for her. Beautiful. So a little fun moment, but yeah, and I'm usually not comfortable with um, designing in black, if yeah, you, if because you see like, my work and know who I am, it's I all about color, yeah, pops the color. Like, it's hard for me to to do like one color. Like I can't even do like one whole red look. Yeah, it has to be like five different colors in yeah. one outfit, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're good. <laughs> that's hilarious. So wow, that's such an amazing moment. And then to, did you obviously like watch the Golden Globes and like? Yes, I had a whole viewing party. Oh, with that's so fun. Friends from Ryerson in elementary school, high school. Um, my fashion teacher who taught me how to sew. Um, in high oh, school, she came over so as nice. well, and we ordered food and had everything kind of catered. So we had a great night, and everyone dressed up as if they were going to the awards ceremony. Oh my god, that's that was so kind fun. of the theme of the night. So we had a really good time, and it's all about celebrating those special moments that you've worked really hard for and having that extra challenge of creating a dress in less than a week, um, you know, makes you feel proud and it's definitely something to celebrate. Totally. I couldn't agree more. And what, um, what, uh, year were those golden globes? That was like two or three years ago, wasn't it? That was 2017. Okay. Oh, it, it, I worked on the dress in 2018 because it was literally right up to Christmas and New Year's and everything. Um, but the, the awards ceremony was January 7th, 2018. Oh, okay. okay. So it was like the first week so was, of the new year. <laughs> first week right, of January. Right, right, Because they're always, the Globes are like the first one that kick yeah. off the award season, right? Um, okay, wow. So that was recent. And then, uh, okay, so like now you have this super high and you're so excited and whatever. And um, uh, where do you go from there? Like, or, And are you creating a collection also simultaneously during all of this? Or had you not started your collection yet? Um, I didn't create the Spice Girl collection okay. um, while doing all of that stuff. It was mainly just focused on competition work. I mean, leaving my my previous job at Canada Goose. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, just like little things here and there. I do a lot of work for Schwarzkopf, the hair company. Oh, nice. Um, and they're North American representatives. And there's a lot of um, hair competitions that go on. So I do a lot of custom wardrobe styling where I create a custom wardrobe based on their inspiration and looks and mm, awesome yeah and it's always fun to work with it I mean I've got so lucky to to be able to work with so many creative people um at this point just again just graduating I feel like I don't deserve a lot of the opportunities no, just because it's been that. so soon but it's yeah it's been great you and I'm so lucky to have made those connections mm-hmm 
Um, so tell me about, yeah, so what happened sort of after the Globes? Like, what were you starting? Do you, did you feel like you had to start from sort of square one? Or were you like looking for the next opportunity or job? No, I was taking a lot of custom orders, which kind of came through because of the Globes and people seeing my work and more exposure, of course. Um, there, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, I participated in the Italian Film Festival competition. There's a oh, design cool. fashion portion to the event that they do the every Toronto year. The based one? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I had participated as soon as I had graduated from Ryerson. Um, but I thought I might as well reach out and continue building that connection, which I ended up doing um, with the event organizer. And I created a, a, a small collection, five looks. And th- basically, same kind of idea Maybe it wasn't as colorful. There was actually a lot of black in there. Mm. But um, very influenced by the Golden Globe moment. Nice. Um, a lot of blacks and golds and royal colors. So that was very, they were very fun. And yeah. And how did it work for that, um, uh, what's it called, that like competition? Because it was, did you say it was a film festival? Yeah. So um, was it just like a couple of designers submitted and then th- was there like a judging panel at all? Or I think there was a judging panel that was done through Ryerson because it was a Ryerson okay. um, competition specifically for Ryerson fourth year students that have graduated um, and that were, I guess, specializing in women's wear, women's evening wear. Um, so I was lucky enough to be able to participate in the competition first off and then to have made it so far and I ended up winning that competition, which was oh, amazing. Nice. I okay. created this almost Dolce and Gabbana looking big yellow ball gown off the shoulder. Um, There was flowers, um, like painted watercolor flowers that cascaded up the ball gown skirt. Beautiful. Um, Yeah, so nice. And I mean, I love making anything dramatic. So it was my first time creating a ball gown and still love that dress and it photographs so well. I feel like you're literally like jack of all trades within fashion because I've seen like your more street stuff. I've seen your... kind of like ready to wear stuff and then like I didn't even know you had this gown ability uh, and like this red carpet dress ability which is so great I feel like you're very versatile thank you and I mean sometimes I've been told that comes off as very confusing as a designer to kind of figure out who your brand is and (laughs) what you represent because I do fur and then I've done ball gowns and bridal yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I mean it's the same thing I had said this before when you're putting on clothes you can be a different person every day yeah exactly and I have different interests and there's different things that I want to make like one day I want to make a fur coat and then you're going to a gala and I want to make you the biggest ball gown anyone's ever seen yeah so I can do both and I and I love that and I don't think we need to repress that we can embrace totally. it and it's still my style um, yeah I don't yeah. like like I mean I understand what people say about brand and like I, th- I think it's helpful for, p- for people to place you because then it's just like easier to make decisions and like I guess get clients and grow your business but yeah. at the same time exactly if you like doing all of it like why not and I think you still do a very good job of branding yourself because like if I wanted a black you know pantsuit like that I would say is not like you pr- could probably do it but like yeah. that to me from what I know of you that's not you if I want something like neon exactly. and like <laughs> fun and crazy like that's not crazy but like you know more out, out there no, like use that's, the word crazy it's all good yeah like yeah. that's <laughs> like I think that's how you've like branded yourself so far yeah. especially in Toronto so whether you do ball gowns or you know puffer jackets or yeah. fur like <laughs> I think I think the other parts of what you're doing is more of your brand versus like the, the actual garments that you construct well, thanks for saying that because yeah that means a lot and sometimes people don't necessarily see that mm-hmm. but I would really just describe myself as being very very fun and and eye-catching and 
I mean, the ball gowns are going to catch your eye, and so mm-hmm. is the puffer jacket. Mm-hmm. I can somehow I was able to turn a boring puffer jacket <laughs> for function yeah. <laughs> into a like a fashionable fun winter like ex- coat. <laughs> yeah, that's I love those. So tell me about your journey with like Toronto Fashion Week and everything, and and your Spice Girl collection. So there's always there's always going to be hiccups, but I've been waiting to show this collection for so long. I've had it. Um, well, bits and pieces made since uh, 2018. Okay. Um, and then as the the show got closer, you know, building up the the collection and kind of scrapping ideas along the way and coming up with bigger and better ideas. Um, but I knew I wanted the collection to be inspired by the Spice Girls because their reunion tour was was just about coming up. And my biggest, my all time dream is to like dress the Spice Girls. And, Amazing, you know, kind of. And is it because you grew up listening to them? <laughs> yeah, they were one of. I would say they're a big fashion influence for me, and they're probably the reason why I'm in the fashion um, business. Which is funny because they're probably the five most unfashionable women <laughs> <laughs> um, of the '90s. But but that was so big and iconic in the '90s, and it was yeah. that moment. And but also they were like European fashion. Like we didn't even like. I think to us it was so out there. But if you went to England or like anywhere in Europe, I think yeah. that was way more common yeah. and on trend. Like I feel like we're always behind um, yeah. when it comes to Europe. <laughs> I don't know. That's just like my take. But well, but again, they had these this fun quality, and they didn't take it too seriously. And I I take what I do very seriously. But when it comes to design and being creative, I don't take it seriously. It's it's not fun to have so many restrictions on you yeah. and trying to get outside of the box there. And I, why be a fashion I designer if you're that. gonna restrict yourself? Yeah, exactly. So I like I loved that about them. So yeah, they they were my fashion icons and they still are. And I really wanted to to show people like being my first time showing at Toronto Fashion Week. Um, this is who I am and this is where I've started. Started loving the Spice Girls when I was three years old, singing and dancing to all their songs and creating shows and to finally be able to design stuff that are, maybe aren't for the 40-year-old Spice Girls to wear <laughs> now, because <Yeah. laughs> there might not be some outfits appropriate. But I wanted it to feel relevant now and to kind of um, translate into my style and how I would design for them if the Spice Girls were just coming onto the scene right now. And they're right. so different from all the, the female girl groups that we're seeing these days mm-hmm. a lot of it's very provocative i mean we had the pussycat dolls yeah um who else have we had fifth uh, harmony fifth, yeah um there's little mix i don't know if little mix is big in canada i'm not know. really a fan i don't know is that a group <laughs> yeah i think they're from the uk oh okay i'm not sure just some spice girl wannabes yeah yeah <laughs> but basically I think the Spice Girls were able to sell themselves in a way that wasn't super or hypersexualized, mm-hmm. and they weren't doing it to get the attention of a male audience. Yes, I they mean were just that's like, very controversial to say. It's n- all about expressing yourself. And, yeah, you know, you can be sexy and own that if you want to be sexy one day. Um, but it, it's not about like rubbing your your body on guys and trying to get yeah. attention or just wearing a bra because you want that attention. Exactly, their brand was very like have fun with your girlfriends. Yeah. And, like, that's truly what we all, like, this, I worshipped the Spice Girls as well growing yeah. up and, like, dance. I, and I competitive, uh, I did competitive dance, too. Right. And so many of my um, uh, songs ended up being, and, like, numbers ended up being to Spice Girls oh, songs. No and not even because I would, like, I would have chose it regardless. But, yeah. like, these were my dance instructors um, teaching uh, teaching these at, and, like, teaching us to these songs and stuff. Yeah. And, like, it was just, it was such a movement. I agree. And it wasn't, like, there, in my opinion, there hasn't really been anybody like them since. 
I agree. And it's so true. It's just like having fun, like spice up your life, literally. And like, it's true. It wasn't to get, like, I mean, yeah, they wore skirts and like posh was always hot and whatever. But like, they were doing it for them. Them, exactly. And they were being 100% themselves. Um, And that's what I took from them is you can be five different people, five different females. And you can come together and support one another and you don't have to, to look like one another and you don't have to fit this tight mold of being just, I guess, the blonde white girl. You can be athletic and you can still be in this group. Like everyone was, I guess everyone could identify with one of the Spice Girls totally. and feel super included. And it it felt reachable and obtainable. Like you could be one of them. Like yeah. they could be your friend. Did you used to play Spice Girls at recess? Always. <laughs> oh, I got in trouble. I remember in kindergarten because... There were these blinds right by the window looking outside and I would take like the little family house dolls and I would scream at the top of my lungs like, okay, the show's starting. And then I would like open the blinds and the, uh, yeah, all the dolls would be there. That's amazing. And then I would just sing and make up my own music because we didn't have any of that stuff. Uh, I love it. <laughs> we didn't have iPods or iPhones. Yeah. You just had to literally, I remember I think I brought like a disc man to school once with headphones <laughs> and I was like, we can all listen to the song. But then I'm like, no, no, no. One person can yeah. <laughs> It's just you. It's not, yeah, it's not loud <laughs> enough. Um, that's so cool, though. So you had c- created this collection prior to um, getting involved with Toronto Fashion Week. Like, when did you know that you were going to, like, did you, I guess what I'm trying to ask you is, did yeah. you, um, like, sort of sign up to show because you had the Spice Girls collection, you wanted to get it out? Or did you want to do Toronto Fashion Week and then you kind of, like, work backwards from there? I knew I always wanted to do Toronto Fashion Week right after graduating. I knew I wanted to show at some kind of major Fashion Week event in Toronto. Um, so that's kind of why I started the collection. There was a few collections that I had collaborated with other graduates from Ryerson, which are still in the works now. Um, but I mean, I thought having this be my first collection, I wanted it to be all about me, who I am, really get my brand and my message out there. Um, but yeah, but Toronto Fashion Week came to me after I had started coming up with these different designs in this collection idea, and uh, yeah, and they wanted me to be a part of their their run through their show. This is a recurring theme. All these people keep coming to you, and it's so funny you say that because I've noticed too, and I'm like I literally haven't had to do any work, but <laughs> but it's That's, been work leading up to yeah the moment. So they must have seen past work. Um, and I but I feel like I feel like that. what you do speaks for yourself. Uh, speaks for itself sorry Thank I should you. say like your clothing and probably your attitude as well and like just the way that you are with people like that must be doing something like even me I reached out to you for the podcast yeah. <laughs> like it's so funny how that's working I wonder like that's so interesting well I always say everything comes at once so it's there's there's always things happening like you've reached out to me there's been other people reaching out and so many pulls and different things going on um so there's always fun opportunities but everything does happen at once and you really have to be on top of your shit especially since i'm one person like every look in the collection um i sewed i designed i pattern drafted it was all done by me amazing Um, aside from some of the fur pieces that were sewn on a fur machine with um the sponsorship that i had at four seasons fur in toronto (laughs) um but but otherwise, a lot of the labor, everything was was pretty much done. By How me. long did it take you to make that collection? Um, since November twenty eighteen is when I had started making the first piece, which was the, you, this big pink Mongolian fur coat. Ooh, I think you showed that right. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, was I the think. first like my baby spice inspired piece. And then, and you showed in what the, leading September? up to the day before? Oh my god! <laughs> is when I finished the so collection. almost a year. Uh, yeah, basically. Okay. Nice. Almost a year. 
Nice. That was uh, like the one of the fun, like the funnest fashion show I've been to at Toronto Fashion Week, and I've been going to Toronto Fashion Week for like honestly ten years. Wow! Thank you like, so much. I'm not joking because it's always so serious. It is, it and is. it was such a like. First of all, the music like is going to get everyone you know involved. Yeah. A lot of times, the music very serious. Yeah. No words. Um and like that's all up my alley like I'm such a neon girl I love like crazy colors and stuff too and I was just like okay it's music that I love it's like fun outfits the models were were all interesting too it wasn't the same type of model it was like very different people um I loved it I'm not just saying that like if I really didn't I would just say nothing but um yeah no it was great like congratulations it was such a good show thank you well and I, I mean I had gone to fashion week not very often not as often as you um maybe within the last two years was my first time going, surprisingly. Um, there was just so much going on at Ryerson and, mm-hmm. you know, with school and everything. Um, but the shows that I had gone to, I was noticing a theme, a reoccurring theme. And not just in Toronto, just all over. And it's this music. It's a specific music. Very it's serious. a specific hairstyle. It's a specific model. It's very serious. And I think, again, like I said, I take my job very seriously. But I feel like it only targets and it only opens up to a diff, like a specific person. And it's mm-hmm. going to be that same person every time. Mm-hmm. And I wanted there to be people that maybe hadn't gone to a fashion show before and thought, oh my God, are these what all fashion shows are like? This is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Because they should be so much fun. And you don't have to sit there with your sunglasses looking like you've had a shitty day, like you need to go to the washroom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. I wanted people to feel like they had to go to the washroom and hold it in because they were so excited to watch the rest of the show. That may have even been my situation. I'm not joking. Because I went, um, I had a break. I went, only went to two that night. And I went to the first one. And then you showed towards the end of the night. Yeah. And so I was with my girlfriend. And we went to go have a, a glass of wine in um, like in between. Yeah. Like we ended up having two or something. And, yeah. that, and then I was like, oh my God, we got to run. And I'm like, oh, I have to go to the washroom. But I'm like, we'll just wait because it's too much fun. <laughs> Um, okay, so what, uh, so then after that, like, what, what do you sort of have, uh, happening next? Or that was only really two months ago, or last month. Yeah, it only last it's gonna month. be, oh it's kind of up to two months. Jesus, I feel um, like that was, like, six months ago, but it was, like, I know, really it feels recent. like forever ago, and it's yeah. amazing, because I've put so much time and work and organization into doing everything, making the outfits, the PR, making sure there's certain people that, that are coming to the event, and, and, you know, getting models and casting everyone, all that stuff. Um, and then it only lasts like like 15 minutes. Yeah. And for me, it only felt like five minutes because yeah. I'm upstairs still working while everyone's enjoying the show. And then I get to run out quickly, say hi, thank you, and then it's over. And then, yeah. And then you're packing everything up again. Yeah. So you're just oh not stopping. Um, but I was so lucky the day after. I was like, I'm going to sleep in. Yeah. Um, this is my day off. I'm not going to look at anything. Just go through social media stuff and that's it. Um, and then I got contacted um by one of the stylists from Fashion Magazine, and he was, he was styling uh, Gigi Gorgeous. Oh my god, it continues. So I had to quickly pack up my outfits and get them downtown by 3 o'clock to her hotel so they could do their fittings and, you know, quickly write her little handwritten note saying thank you so much and uh, this means so much to me. And I mean, Gigi Gorgeous, I don't know too much about her, her um, I guess her story. I don't follow her on YouTube as well as other people do, but I know she's also from Mississauga. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I didn't know Mississauga. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, oh, she went to school in Mississauga. I know that. Um, but basically, I know the gist of her story. I know who she is, and she pretty much encompassed everything that I was trying to encompass within my collection about being inclusive um, and you know expressing yourself and 
you know, morphing into different things all the time. Like you can change your style up. And I think she's a chameleon like that. And, um, it was just an honor to have her wear my stuff like right after. Yeah. And was it like, did it just happen to fit her? Did you have to like make, like make, no, everything, no, everything fit her. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. What was the shoot for again? You said fashion magazine, but was it just like an editorial? Yeah. Um, I'm, so I got into the Suzanne Rogers fashion, um, Institute program. That's also through Ryerson. So Suzanne Rogers, thank you. Um, basically sponsors um, a certain amount of designers that are uh, welcomed into the program after, again, this massive auditioning process. Um, basically, we're offered mentorship, um, intern- uh, internship, like different um, connections and work connection opportunities for networking. So there's been some amazing things in the works. But um, yeah, one of those things was to to create this shoot for Fashion uh, Magazine and for Maybelline, the makeup company. Oh, nice. Um, And it was this collaboration with this new lipstick shade that's coming out. um, And the editorial will be featured in Fashion Magazine, I I think, after November 25th. Oh, cool. So you'll be able to see the spread there. Um, Beautiful. But there was this cool little editorial shoot that uh, with the three new fellows that have joined. So you'll see my work there. Oh, nice. Yeah. And hopefully you'll obviously post about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Amazing. And so then what do... Oh, and is your collection for sale? Do you have like an online store? Yeah. So I do have an online store. I actually just put up the uh, Bunton Bear backpacks, which is like Emma Bunton, Baby Spice. Oh. Um, That's kind of where I got the name from. But her like her leather backpacks or my leather backpacks that I created um, based on Baby Spice. Um, So they're these cute little leather bears and it has like a little zipper in the back and you can store all your little, uh, little essentials. Nice. Um, those are on my website as well as some Spice Girl socks, um, some patches that you can sew on, some embroidered patches, mm. um, just fun little stuff that you can purchase online. But for more of the uh, like the bigger pieces, I don't mass produce um, just because I know they're very specific to a certain person and there's not going to be 20 people coming after the same product. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to take the time when I'm working, especially with expensive fabrics like fur and leather, um, to create, first off, no waste. And second off, to create something that really is made for you. And right. Go through all the fitting process. Again, making you feel like you've created it along with me. And if there's anything you wanted, like in a different color, we could do the same style in a different color or add this sleeve or cut this out. So I'd prefer like the pieces from the collection to create them custom. Okay. And is that sort of like a business model that you're going to be sticking with moving forward is like more custom stuff? I believe so. Um, I think there is a little part of me that does want to get into some ready-to-wear stuff. Again, very fun and keeping it within my style and my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but retail ready enough for for people to be able to wear them out um, more regularly than yeah. the outfits that I've produced. Nice. So um, what is next for you? What's happening in the next couple of months? Oh, my goodness. I am trying to go to New York. I would love to work for um, the designers, the blondes. Oh, I don't know if I know. They that. do basically. They do what I want to do, and uh, Which is what? they're working with the top celebrities. They've done everything from uh, Britney Spears's tour outfits, Katy Perry's Gaga's, so oh, all so those iconic, like... epic corsets that you see in music videos or award shows, like all of Ariana Grande's corsets and Nicki Minaj, like. Everything is done by the blondes, and uh, they're located in New York. Um, Philip nice. and David Blonde are the two designers, so I'm trying to work for them. Oh. Uh, again, learning more and refining, um, I guess, my brand and my job, um, but learning through other people. Um, Canada Goose was a great learning 
spot or point for me in my life. Uh, but again, that only lasted a certain amount of time because it wasn't what I wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. So I really want to to work with people who are working with the uh, the target market and the people, the uh, high fashion empowered uh, women that I want to dress in the future and kind of see how they work. Um, I'm a huge fan of their stuff. So just to be able to be there and touch their garments and hopefully be able to make some with them um, would just be a dream come true. I feel like that's like tomorrow they're going to contact you just because of what's happening. Uh, they're going to contact me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not contacting them. I'm waiting for them to come to me. <laughs> it's going to be you, a long way. Do you have any like sort of connections to them at all or like any way to get to them? Um, I know I know people who are connected with Okay, so you have a bit of a somewhat so warm somewhat of lead. In. Yeah. Okay, great. So then it's like, I know it's going to happen for you. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. We'll see where it goes. Beautiful. Okay, and tell me, um, please, about your favorite uh, footwear, the sneakers that you brought today. Okay, so I'm probably the most unfashionable footwear person that's been on the podcast so far. <laughs> um, I'm literally just wearing white Converse. I love that. I wear um, a pair too. They're not the high tops. They're the ones that are below the ankles. And basically, there's there's a story behind them. Like, first off, these ones specifically, I just got these um, in the summer. I just needed a white pair of Converse. And, you know, they, they just go with everything. They're super comfortable. I'm wearing them right now with dress pants. Um, yeah, look I wear great. them with jeans. I wear them with shorts. I wear them with everything. Um, but basically, um, my first experience with Converse was when I was in Italy. That was back in 2004. So I was eight years old. (laughs) That was my first and last time uh, I visited Italy for the first time there. And uh, I picked up these yellow, banana yellow Converse. And I got them in, uh, I don't know where, some town in Italy. And basically, I came back to Canada, went to school. I was just there for three weeks or whatever. Went back to school. I think I was going into grade five. And everyone saw these banana yellow Converse. And I got shit on so hard. Oh, no. And you never forget the moments that are awful, right? No. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, everyone, they didn't like them. And it was too mm. loud and it was too crazy for them. And I continued to wear them because I thought they were the coolest things ever. And they nice. made me feel so good. Um, I I mean, I don't know how I accessorized with the yellow. I'm scared to look through the pictures. <laughs> and I don't know if I have any pictures of them. But I just remember they were being, like, they were amazing they're amazing pair of shoes and everyone hated them um (laughs) (laughs) whatever whatever exactly so actually when i was trying to buy these white shoes i was looking for a pair of yellow ones because i wanted the same yellow pair um i ended up opting for the white can wear it more often but i mean converse they were there for me then and i still love them now whether i'm still going for something bright or not yeah Um, I think they were, they were just amazing. And I'll never forget that little fashion moment when I was bold enough to be like, nope. And at, in grade five, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, amazing. I'm sure I've had a couple bold moments mm-hmm. where I want to cringe, but I mean, everyone has. This is where I'm, I'm at now. So I've clearly grown from those experiences and learned. Exactly. Truly. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. And uh, if you could share like one key piece of advice with the listeners, uh, for somebody who might be walking a similar path to you? I think anyone who's a creative, it's very hard to hear criticism. I'm someone who's very, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm very open to different ideas, but I I also know what I like and I know what's me and I want to be the most authentic to myself and also to people who hopefully will follow my brand in the future and get an idea of who I am. But Try not to compromise your idea for anyone. Um, take criticism. 
um, with a grain of salt, smile. Really, I mean, if it applies and you think it's a great idea, go for it. If you don't feel comfortable, I hate those people that are like, um, well, this teacher told me if I add this sleeve, then I'll get a better mark, but I don't like that sleeve. Well, then don't do that sleeve. Mm -hmm. Like, who cares about your mark? Again, life is all about just making yourself happy, as long as with good intentions. (laughs) Um, Making yourself happy, and I mean, being the most authentic person that you possibly can be, because I guess that really... That really brings people in. People know what's genuine and what's not. Um, and I think my designs and my brand are are authentic and genuine to myself. And, and I, I mean, people like you who I haven't even met have mm-hmm. connected with the collection and, and the music and my inspiration. And it was really great to hear all that stuff, like backstage, even the models wearing my outfits. And I'm going back to the Fashion Week conversation. But being able to hear models wearing it backstage right before the show and them sharing stories with each other about... Um, growing up with the Spice Girls and their music and who they identified with, I have, I felt like there was a million, or whatever, I only had 23 models, but there was like 23 Adrians. Yeah, wow. Like five-year-old 23 Adrians <laughs> backstage. So, it's yeah, it's amazing to see that connection when, when you're just being yourself. Amazing. I love yep. it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, everyone that's listening, you guys can all follow Adrian at Arneri Official. So that's... Uh, at and then uh, obviously it's at yeah a <laughs> r i was gonna spell for you guys a r n i e r i official um and then he's got a personal account from there as well that you can follow and that's kind of a gateway to all of his designs and everything that he does um and then you can follow the podcast at coming up in my sneakers and if you guys are listening on apple podcasts and you like my podcast if you could please leave a five-star review i would very much appreciate it otherwise that's it i will talk to you guys next week and don't get caught wearing dirty sneakers Bye. Um, But going to a Catholic high school.